This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, the best blockbuster ever. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. How many times has this happened to you? You see a preview for a movie and it looks awesome. It's coming out this summer. It's the big movie that everyone's going to want to see. And you go to it and you're horribly, horribly disappointed. Probably most times because so many movies are just made through marketing research. But now and again, you see a movie that has all the promise of a great film and you go to see it. And it is exactly what you needed. It is precisely what you wanted. It is worth every penny of admission you paid. This week, we're going to talk about the movies we've seen that we love that are the perfect blockbuster. I'm sure you have some of your own, and by Jove, we want to hear about it. You got to write us at... uh, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at maghuge. There's like a a galaxy of ways to get in touch with us, but we want to hear what your best blockbuster experience was. But you're not here today, so here's ours. Avengers resemble (laughs) porky (laughs) white men. Hi, everybody. Avengers resemble. This is a huge podcast. This is Chris. Hey, Chris. I'm Brian. Hi, Brian. This is Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey. (laughs) That might have been the best, like, ability to introduce ourselves we've had yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the ground running. What what even are they? Oh, Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been drinking today, so I'm I'm more on the ball. (laughs) I think (laughs) our best intros are always the one that are followed by an even more lengthy discussion of how well we just did the introduction. (laughs) Well, you know, validation is important to existence, Eric. What, What I just learned is that Chris is not has not been drinking so the podcast is gonna suck so here we go everybody welcome to the show <laughs> hey the morning zoo well welcome to the um, show i don't really have anything to add hey i'm not going to talk about texas or our shit ass yeah, governor wow uh, i was I'm so not, pissed off <laughs> i'm kind of glad we didn't record last week because i was yeah. just like just furious yeah I, i've mm. i've been a ball of anger for like months now it's it's really starting to get at me uh, it's not just that your governor does douchey things; it's that he he has the look of an active douchebag. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's I true. know this is pissing it's you true. off, and that's good. You know? Yeah. Just, no, his whole uh, his whole uh, th- platform is uh, Greg Abbott owning the libs. That's yeah. literally it. So you know, fun. Uh, so yeah, not going to talk about that. So <laughs> I'll talk about other stuff. Yeah. Just- yeah, we've talked about that enough already. Hit me, hit me. I don't care how about, where how you about are. We talk about the fresh shit. Yeah, let's do that. This shit is fresh. Oh shit, it is fresh. This stuff is fresh. So what I've been watching is uh, uh, American Horror Story double feature this season. Oh, okay. 
the the uh, show is double feature, and so I'm only into the first feature so far. I'm uh, I'm trying to understand the ads because it seems like the double feature is aliens and something else. Yeah, but I can't figure out what the something else is. It's kind of vampires, but the first one it's really interesting. Okay, somebody develops a drug that uh, where if you're creative. It just opens the floodgates, and you can be just just massively productive. You know, one one character writes a novel in one night. To give you an example, American I mean, just, Horror Story, cocaine. If you yeah, okay, you have the talent, you can crank it out. <laughs> the thing is, if you take it and you're not talented, then you you sort of go turn retrograde. You know, you oh yeah, that's right. Either way, American you're a Horror zombie. Story, cocaine. Either way, you're a zombie, and you feed on blood, but. Okay. One way you're like, you know, yeah, you're very productive and very creative. And the other way you're like a zombie that, that needs blood all the time. And uh, it, it's actually a great like treatise on the sort of evils of a meritocracy where people who are creative basically, you know, they get to win. And the people who aren't creative enough, well, fuck them. <laughs> so basically this is the showrunner saying... I'm creative and awesome, and the rest of you are blood-sucking zombies. It is you definitely Ryan. It is definitely <laughs> Ryan Murphy saying, "I don't want any of you assholes approaching me in an airport anymore with a script." <laughs> yeah, it's like zompires <laughs> or something. How is this and, different okay. from like uh, like Fear Street? That thing they're doing on Netflix. That's a thing. Right? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of the same thing. Okay. Uh, but Fear Street, yeah, the, actually. It, that kind of makes me think of uh, like the season of American Horror Story that took place in a a camp. Like they did the Camp Crystal Lake thing, mm. and uh, it's I think kind of like that. I don't know. Like like sort of campy horror is big these days. So I. I, I can't get over it. I've never watched it. I just can't get over that it's like the horror story from the creators of Glee. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's. Do they lean into that ever? Like, or are they. Are they... He uses a lot of the same cast. You know, he's one of those guys okay. who's got his, like, crew of always ons. Uh, Evan Peters has been on every season so far. Hmm. Um, he, he's not Glee. But, like, uh, there are people who were on Glee who show up in these things. Um, okay. Yeah. So do we get to see the cast of Glee die, is what I'm really asking, <laughs> I think. Occasionally. I mean, depending okay. on which show you see, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, that, it's worth watching. Um, yeah. Watching them die would have been better on Glee, the actual Glee program. That would have been... Well... It's funny, actually. Let's see. You've got Corey Monteith, who died of a heroin overdose while they were on the air. And then you have, um, I can't remember his name, the, the, the kid, his friend on that, who was about to go to jail for child pornography, so he killed himself. And then there was one of the girls, I can't remember any of their names anymore, uh, she drowned. It's like, the Glee cast is kind of killing themselves pretty mm. effectively the, the glee curse the gleekers yeah yeah the gleekers <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. uh okay so uh yeah other thing um i've been reading uh well rereading the dune novels because i really want to see this new dune um right. it, it's getting good it's getting good word of mouth from people who've yeah. seen it i i mean i was i i, I w- <clears throat> 
I didn't care for Blade Runner 2049. I thought the arrival was a little too simple. But I think that Villeneuve, is that his name? Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah, something Villeneuve. He's really good, you know. Uh, So I think he he could really do Dune well. I like the cast. Uh, I like the Mm -hmm. way what I've seen looks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'd be really great if it was so successful they were actually able to do the entire series. Yeah, but, although apparently, I see how apparently I can't see how they would spend that much money on a philosophical treatise that basically says <laughs> all humans are naturally serfs. Apparently, it's yeah. only half the first book, and they actually call it a part one yeah. at the oh, at the top of the movie. But so that we'll doesn't mean that, that part two has been greenlit, so it it could be, you know. But uh, but I'm also told they found a way to sequence it where it tells a complete story. So fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. there's a like, lot going on story? in that first book. Yeah, I I, I have not read the books. I have not seen the David Lynch film. I have oh, not seen God, the miniseries. Brian. I have no context for this. Then then please read the first book. You know, just just do it, and then watch the movie. Maybe, but. Yeah, you know, I think the movie actually the the David Lynch movie is really good in that he uses a lot of uh, Frank Herbert's poetry. He's really you know Frank Herbert is a great writer and he uses a lot of the dialogue straight out of the book, and that's a good choice. Yet the problem was he got um, Dino De Laurentized and got enough money to get started <laughs> and not enough money to finish. Yeah, you know, it's so, unfortunate, Eric. I I. I I've learned that if you read the book first, you will always hate the movie. Mm. And so my approach is see the movie first and then read the book and enjoy them both. I guess my problem is when I see the movie first, I always read the book with someone else's casting decisions. Uh Uh-huh. I read, read, uh, yeah, um, The Stand before I ever saw the miniseries. So I had all, you know, my own casting choices. And when I saw the miniseries, right. I was like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so reading reading Dune as an adult, uh-huh. how, how is it as a... Because it always it's seemed not to a, me to be one of those things that was better to read as a teenager. No, it's not a kid's book at all, Brian. Not at all. Not yeah, at all. Okay. It's, it's like okay, just good. a little less uh, uh, difficult a read than um, uh, Philip... Uh, Philip Dick, yeah. his stuff, you know, that's, okay. that's, that's dense, dense. This is just a little bit more approachable, but it's just as, um, I don't know. It, it requires just as much of you. Yeah. And it makes sense. And it's the good kind of sci-fi where it's not really very science oriented. He's definitely delving more into like theology and philosophy and sort of yeah, showing right. how, uh, an empire crumbles beneath its own weight uh it's like a lot of heady stuff going on but it's on this grand scale of this intergalactic war uh but yeah it's not like so dense where you just get totally lost as you go through it he's he's very concise with his prose yeah my favorite book is the fourth one god emperor of dune where the main character is a a human hybrided with a sandworm those those worms from the thing <laughs> and so he lives to be 2000 years and he's the emperor of the universe and so he's able basically to fashion humanity the way he believes it needs to be it, you know, it's it's just such hmm. a great idea 
So many politicians want to do something to help the country or to help people, but they only get like 60 productive years to do anything. What yeah. could you do if you had 2,000 years to get your job done? Hmm. Uh, apparently uh, run the whole damn show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really... <laughs> They're but really you gotta good. be partworm. Yeah, the only the Fair. only thing I I you know a thing I have against the Dune saga is that he died before he could complete it, and his son basically had to, I guess, cobble together the notes into two novels with you know another hack who writes Star Wars novels, and <laughs> you know it's yeah, like, and you get <sighs> Dune Wars. It's just, Jesus, yeah, yeah. It's like like what Hunters of Was Dune it? and the Sandworms of Dune, and I'm like, I haven't read them. I'm not sure I want to because the first well, six are so goddamn good. Hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. You've uh, you've you've stunned Brian I'm, with your. I'm no no. I'm hoping the movie gets me into it. Is what I'm really saying. I'm, well, I'm, I'm the, definitely going to see the movie. Well, that's the thing with Villeneuve. Uh, if his scripts are good then there's no stopping him. Like, I, I saw mm -hmm. Sicario just out of the blue and hadn't really seen much about it, and that movie fucking floored me. Yeah. It was I, I so that was tight. Brilliant. Oh, my God. And so after that, I'm like, I'll, I'll watch whatever this guy does. I don't care. And The Arrival is very good, but it's one of those sort of meditative sci-fi things. And it was, so, it was, you know. The thing is, it was not difficult you know it's like yeah. i i guess i like once i understood what was going on i was like oh come on this is this is barely an after school special yeah pretty much but mm. uh you know but as a stylist he's top notch and if he gets yeah. good people with him like with blade runner 2049 uh when he had the what's his face the deacons DP, deacons yeah roger roger deacons then yeah, yeah then he's good I'm still not apologizing for it. I I I really liked Blade Runner 2049. I don't know what the problem was with that, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we, we I, have a I whole show I, on that sometime in the past. Yeah. Go find it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I'd have felt the same way because I think it looked awesome. I love Blade mm -hmm. Runner. I I think everything about it, you know, it should have been a winner. It just didn't didn't work. But Fair anyway, enough. yeah, read Dune. Do yourself a favor. Read a book. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Man. That's what I got. You blood sucking zombies. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Uh, I also have another book, sir, that you probably haven't Sweet. read. Probably uh, not. But I, it's been like 20 some odd years, but I finally decided to go back and reread Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. Oh, oh yeah, okay. That. Which is. Uh, just an amazing book, but it's one of those, it's like Neuromancer by Gibson. It's just sort of one of those germinal, like dystopic uh, tech thriller. Like the beginning of cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's kind of the, yeah, yeah. like where, where Gibson sort of presaged internet culture. Uh, this one goes a step beyond and he's envisioning, because it was written in like 91 or something, and he's envisioning like the way the internet is now. And so a lot of the stuff in there is very prescient which yeah. just floors me when I read stuff like that. I mean, it's like reading Jules Verne for the first time, and you're like, how did he know about submarines 50 years before anybody even decided? I mean, it's like one of those, like, does this stuff happen because the authors write this stuff, and other, like, tech geeks go, oh, I want to make that happen. And then it, like, shows up, like, 20 yeah. years later. It's one of those Pretty deals. much. Like, one of the things that was a revelation in, in doing a computer science degree was realizing that the concept of a computer 
was like well over a hundred years old before they could even build anything remotely close mm-hmm. to a computer. Yeah. You know, like the yeah, people dream this shit up and then people build it. Yeah. It's exactly I what mean, happens. It's yeah, it's basically you 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 think of what you want and then you put a question mark around the things that aren't possible to get the whole thing done. Yeah. Like, you know, uh Wi Fi or packet transfers or, you know, processors, all that shit. It's like, okay, just put a question mark there. We'll get to it later. And decades later, someone does. Ta-da! Humanity's yeah. pretty fucking awesome like that, eh? Well, it doesn't hurt when it's when stuff like that is wrapped up in a nice, fun package like Snow Crash. Because it's just a yeah. whiz-bang action, fun, goofy, dark comic mm. uh, just thing that exists on its own terms. And it just it's yeah. amazing. And it's so fun to, to reread it because it's like I'm, you know, a kid again. It's just one of those fun zippy things. So. You know, the if you if you go up to the girl in the club with the Rebel Alliance tattoo and you tell her that you like Snow Crash, <laughs> yeah. you can probably get her to touch your penis eventually. Well, there you go. Only it would turn yeah. out it would be an avatar, and then yeah, like with her fist, <laughs> or yeah, she'll punch you in the dick. That's what will happen. <laughs> hey, the- I didn't say you know like everything would work out great. Yeah. I just said you know. Read, you know, <laughs> like mention Snow Crash, even if you don't feel like reading it. Yeah. Well, the the thing about it that I'm as I'm rereading it, I'm like, uh, I'm even more irritated with Ready Player One now because you kind of forget <laughs> how much it stole from stuff like Snow Crash, but like not just stole, but like just blatantly lifted. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, and it just makes me angry when I think of Ready Player One now, because it's like that movie got made, yet we still don't have a Snow Crash movie. We still don't have a Neuromancer movie. It's just so irritating to me. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but it's fun. I think I think we're not going to get the Neuromancer movie because he failed his uh, entrance exam with Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, but that was like right. 30 years ago. I mean, somebody's going to have to make that happen at some point, right? Yeah. The problem with those those books is that they're so canonized now and they've been lifted by so many other things that it's like they just are copies. Yeah. Rather it's than like the John Carter of Mars. When they tried to make the John Carter movie, it, it seemed derivative of all the things that had right. lifted from it. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, it's a weird <laughs> place to be anointed where you have... You know, you're 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 part of Ground Zero, but at, at the same time, forty, fifty years later, people are like, "Why does that movie seem so much like this? That was so much better." You know, it's just <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> you don't know, man. Yeah. Read Snow Crash. Yeah, why don't you go get punched in the dick by that rebel girl over there? <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah. So that's really what's been sucking up my time. Other than that, for some reason, I've been listening to just a shit ton of uh, Veruca Salt, the, the 90s band. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. I just, I fell down like a YouTube rabbit hole one night watching videos, and I just came across like Seether, and I just, it like got stuck in my head like an earwig. Mm-hmm. And so I've been listening to their first two albums like on repeat all week. Uh, Mostly American Thighs, which was their debut, because it's a little bit crunchier, uh, a little bit more lo-fi, a little bit more rock. Uh, so it's like L7, Smashing Pumpkins kind of flavor. When you get to Eight Arms to Hold You, it's very much more polished, so it's almost like a Red Cross kind of deal. So it's it's like club rock versus arena rock. So it's kind of a weird comparison when you're like diving into them. But Seether, Volcano Girl... Uh, 
All Hail Me is probably the best one out of the whole bunch because it's just this weird, weird ass dark song where they just do a lot of weird, like wailing to guitar riffs that just bang. So it's, it's funny. So I didn't listen to him a lot in the 90s, but I'm listening to a shit ton now. That's what I've been doing. Sounds very dope. nice. Yeah. Always down for a little early 90s. Uh, bring it on back, folks. Yeah, That's fine. You, you can't fight this either, Brian. You can't fight All this right. either. <laughs> but lay it on us. What you've been doing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, lots of stuff. So, uh, all right. I'll try to keep it short. I'll probably fail. Um, first of all, public service announcement. When the immersive Van Gogh exhibit comes to your town, don't go. It's a ripoff. <laughs> it is a P.T. Barnum level ripoff. There's all this marketing and they charge a pretty hefty entrance fee and you have to reserve your time slot. It is a 30 minute video projected onto four walls and it doesn't count as Van Gogh. They, it, 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 it's bad. If I think it was, you gotta explain to exhibit, me what's going on. I don't know what this uh, is, any of it. Immersive Van Gogh it, it was in San Francisco. I think it was in Austin or it's coming to Austin. Um, and now here it's here in Phoenix. And in the ads, it looks like you're going to go in and it's like the whole room. They've like, you know, done perspective projections on things of Van Gogh paintings. And they like bring them to life and sort of like, you know, show you how the brushstrokes come in. No, it's none of that. It's It's a light show made out of... It, it's 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 it is to Van Gogh what like um, Paul's boutique was to old records, right? It's it's a remix. <laughs> it's like taking uh. Van Gogh stuff and making something else out of it. See, I was thinking like when you first mentioned it, my my first thought was like one of those laser light shows <laughs> at a, oh, it's at not a planetarium a laser where like Pink Floyd comes on and like a giant <laughs> ear flies over the crowd or something. <laughs> I mean, those are better. Um, yeah, this is this. If it was an exhibit in a museum and you got it as part of your normal museum entrance fee, sure. But the way they're marketing it is is just, it's just a ripoff. So don't go see immersive Van Gogh. Fuck that. Van Gogh. It's like, have you ever seen the the musical Sunday in the Park with George? No. There is a but thing in the in the second act where the like great great grandson of the artist basically puts together something. That is very, you know, everyone's like, yeah, this is very derivative, or you've done this before, or I'm bored. And it sounds like exactly what you're describing that he <laughs> ends up doing. It's like, um, basically, somebody watched that musical and didn't quite get the point and said, yeah, I'll do the, 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 the boring <laughs> derivative thing. That'll be good. Hey, it's commercial. So the thing, the thing that I have been enjoying... Uh, been playing Psychonauts 2 on my Xbox. Um, Psychonauts was a game released for the original Xbox, like back in 2000, and I don't know, two, five, something a, a while ago. Um, Psychonauts 2 is a direct sequel, and I didn't really get into the first one, but the second one got its hooks into me. It is. I mean, from a gameplay perspective, it's ostensibly a Mario, 3D Mario style jump and run. But really, it's a narrative because all of the levels are you going into the brains of other characters and dealing with the surrealist, 
presentation of their neuroses and um and hearing their stories in video game form it's an interesting bit of video game based <laughs> narrative um it it works <laughs> is it like like grand theft auto no it's it's like mario 3d is but, it like is it like dig but dug? fucked up I'll just start throwing game titles. God at damn you. it! I know, I know, I know that every time I bring up video games, you have nothing to say. But anyway, I've been playing. <laughs> oh, I have, I have plenty to say, but nothing that you want to hear. That's fine. <laughs> but it's, if but you, it's if the, you are among the people who do play video games, this is one you can play, and it's good. So, is this an updated version, or is it just the same game? It's a brand new game. Some, okay. Yeah, and no, it's a brand new game. It's trippy as hell. Like they, they, they're just gone full on surrealism. Uh, it's, it's good. Um, all right. We'll bring it back to movies. Really? I'm the only one who saw Shang-Chi? Yes. Oh, yeah, you are. In okay. This, in this triumvirate, I'm not going to a fucking gross-ass theater with a bunch of people while COVID's ramp, running rampant in my town. <laughs> no not way. Marvel, anyway. Yeah, no way. Dune, maybe. Yeah. So, Shang-Chi is... Um, well, first of all, it starts out as the best martial arts movie since The Matrix. Um, there's some really good martial arts scenes in the first... It's it's very much sort of a movie in three chunks. And the first chunk is this really fast-paced, really fun martial arts film. Um, the second third is boring. And the third third is pretty marvelly in that it's just you know giant big set piece shit going on um the the plot moves really fast that the the phrase that that i came up with watching it was deus ex machina uh because it's (laughs) oh no 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 we'll edit that very like aimed at the chinese audience and and yeah i mean like things very much just sort of you know <laughs> work out as yeah. they should we're gonna so, have to but, reorient that phrasing oh, okay <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, how to be this, racist uh, in three easy steps <laughs> dude it's shang chi there's literal chinese dragons by the third act okay yeah. <laughs> like i mean at least they cast actual chinese actors you know what i mean they didn't they're whitewash great this thing, so. like the Actually, the guy, they never actually call him the Mandarin, um, but the guy who is the real Mandarin in the Marvel Universe, um, is it Tony Leong, I think is his name? He's yeah. awesome. Like, he's actually the best character in it, and he's the probably one of the most well-fleshed-out and sympathetic villains in the Marvel Universe, um, maybe just shy of Thanos. Um, yeah. He's really good. Um it's a good movie. It's it's definitely better than the low tier. Like it's it's better than Captain Marvel and Ant Man and all of that. Don't think it rises quite to the level of say a Thor Ragnarok or anything. But it's a good solid middle tier Marvel film. Yeah. Here's, I mean, here's here's what I would like to know. Okay, because my problem with the Marvel movies has been we've got you know these galactic spaceships shooting lasers. We've got. Mm-hmm. You know, like these 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 titans that snap their fingers and make half the universe die. It's like with all of this stuff going on, why all the why all the punching? I still don't understand why there's so much punching in all these movies. And now the main guy here, his big thing is punching, and it's like, you know, you're you're kind of outclassed, dude. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, by the end, we're literally riding on the backs of dragons and doing, like, alternate dimension magic shit. So it starts as punching, but it 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 gets pretty big. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess. But it, it just... It ends up getting sillier. <laughs> oh, so silly, yes. Um, I, yeah. I just... I have a hard time getting excited about it because I'm pretty over the MCU thing by this stage. I mean, I'm yeah. watching some of the TV stuff, but it's just because it's a different format, so yeah. they have time to flesh the stuff out. But the movies, yeah. I just... I'm not really gung-ho to get out and see them anytime soon. You know, it's, check it out when it hits Disney+. Plus. Okay. It's it's it, it's a decent enough flick. Um, but yeah, I don't think you need to go risk your life for it. <laughs> yeah, because if that's the hill I die on, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know how a lot of Marvel movies basically were able to coast because the first Iron Man was so good and we just wanted to, like, stick it out to see where this was going? I think a lot of Marvel now basically has to... I guess, live down Captain Marvel because it was so like just aggressively uninteresting. That, yeah, yeah, that that was not good. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I guess that's the new Marvel. You know, I guess everything well, is going to suck like this. I wish well, they would. I mean, yeah. Infinity War and Endgame were, were top tier. I mean, really, Marvel is just it's it's the TV series that we're that everybody's talking about at the water cooler, right? It's the new Game of Thrones. That's all it is. But, it's just being well, released in multiple formats. Yeah, I'm saying though that like all the fun ended with Endgame, I think, and like the TV series, like like the what if stuff is basically sort of to get you by so that you can move on it's, to this next yeah, phase. It's the methadone. It's the Marvel methadone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Marvel, almost though. think the TV stuff is is more appropriate for what Marvel is. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, w- really worked. I think WandaVision really worked. Um, yeah. Loki was Loki less so. What if less so? But but you know when I can see it just kind of migrating to TV. Honestly. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just waiting for Moon Knight. That's really the only one that I'm even I, half interested in now. I want Squirrel Just Girl. Just don't care. <laughs> yes. I wait for Squirrel I Girl. definitely want Squirrel Girl. They they yeah. should do it. They should do Squirrel Girl. Come on. Why not? The, we've got, yeah. we've got Shang-Chi for crying Marvel, out loud. In the only character in the Marvel Universe that single-handedly beat Thanos, Squirrel Girl. That's right. And Galactus and Doctor Doom, Squirrel yeah. Girl. Yeah. She's a fucking shit. I, I don't... Yeah. I don't know why they haven't announced a Disney Plus series for Squirrel Girl, and I'm serious. It would be perfect. For Di- I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it, folks. That'll be in uh, phase, phase six. Look for it. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, they'll run out of content, and they'll go there. Yeah, but they anyway. really will. Not, I mean, it's not like Maybe they aren't already. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, Phase seven, Squirrel Girl, the Great Lakes Avengers. Uh, what else are we going to get? Captain yeah. Canada. Captain Canuck. There you go. Captain Canuck, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was with you. I was kind of like, okay, Endgame was a good sort of ending. We can be done now. Um, And Black Widow was underwhelming. And and I went into Shang-Chi with pretty low expectations. But honestly, it was was better uh, than than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, it's worth streaming. Would you put it, like, you know, around Ant-Man level? No, it's better than Ant-Man. Really? No, no. Okay. Better, better than both Ant Man. Um, 
I put it at maybe a notch above the first Doctor Strange. Okay. Which is it's pretty good. Because when I first saw that one, I didn't care for it, but I've seen it several times since, and it actually has grown on me, that Doctor yeah. Strange movie. So, okay. Yeah, it's about there. All right. Doctor Strange was a great tech reel. Right? True. Yeah. True. And, and now they're doing it to Spider-Man. Bring it on! <laughs> even, even though I don't care about any of the characters in uh, Doctor Strange... It, 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 it's kind of like the, the, the missing um, effect scenes from Inception. And I liked Inception. Yep. Yeah. There you have yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, and to me, Doctor Strange was also very much uh, inspired by an animator, Syriac. Uh, C-Y-R-I-A-K. Go check out his shit on YouTube because it's all just completely fucked and acid-tripped and, and great. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Th- let's call that the fresh shit. We're done here. Fresh goes better. Okay, so we 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 keep getting disappointed by the blockbusters. I think that's everybody now. Like blockbusters are just sort of, <laughs> you know, like like painful cash grabs by studios. But there have been times when the big summer movie was actually really good. We were looking forward to it. It came out and it gave us everything we wanted. Right? Delivered. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm looking at you, Matrix 4, whose uh, preview just came out, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the Matrix was so, like, just perfect in and of itself, and this has got such a great trailer, the movie's gotta suck. Right. You know? Well, I mean, uh, everybody's talking about it like, oh, it looks so great, and I'm like, yeah, so did the trailer for Matrix Revolutions, so did the Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> And the first Suicide did, Squad had an yeah. awesome trailer. So don't ever judge it by the so, trailer. Well, okay. So l- talk to me a little bit about the parameters here, because I was I was I was yeah. wondering about this as I was writing this. Does yeah. the movie that we we want to bring out does it need to hold up over time, or did it just need to deliver the goods in the moment? Doesn't need to hold up over the moment. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, okay. It's, it basically you were looking forward to this movie. You went to this movie and. You, you were like, yes, thank you, God. Just absolutely what I was expecting. For me, it's the first Batman. I was looking forward to the first Batman for like six months, and I was yeah. just jumping up and down going, I can't wait to see this. I played the, the clip over and over again, and then when it came <laughs> out, I saw it at like two in the morning, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. That was yeah, perfect. Yeah, show, show of hands, well, virtual show of hands. Like, who saw here Batman uh, opening night? I'm, I did. I thought we all went together, did. didn't we? No, no. I was <laughs> no. I was actually in Los Angeles because I had to go out for my uh, dorm, like oh, okay. USC orientation the weekend of Batman. I had been looking forward to seeing this movie with my friends, and suddenly I was doing the stupid orientation. So, like, every kid there, like, walked, like, four blocks to this really dinky theater in, like, south la like near compton <laughs> and that's mm. how i watched batman for the first time so i i, uh, I saw it at I, like I rem- one of the last per, last shows ever at the kachina in in scottsdale nice. the last oh night. wow cinerama dome or cinema cinema scope or whatever it was screen in the country yeah nice nice i don't even remember where then i saw it first but i certainly saw it early i remember the hype on that thing was ridiculous so like senior year of high school in our humanities class 
and we had to make a video of some bullshit or another. And I just remember Chris managed to play the entire Batman trailer with Ball of Confusion by Love of Rockets no, underneath no. it. I just yes, pulled, you did. I pulled that clips, whole fucking trailer I in there and clips called it homework. I did not play the entire trailer. I, I like well I waited done. for CNN to I waited for CNN to play the trailer because it that got so much hype because it was literally just clips in the movie with no music, no context. And then I like recorded it off the TV and then spliced in bits into my stupid video. So shut it's up. Kind of like that scene in uh, 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 Ghost World when she's like, "It's found yeah. art. It, it's you know? a found art object." <laughs> yeah, coon it's, chicken. It's, <laughs> it's funny because. Uh, one of my runners-up, Eric, was actually Batman Returns, um, which I was super hyped for, and we went and saw it, the Chinna Capri, the real yeah. one, yeah, mm-hmm. and I freaking loved it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's because yeah, it's I got Walken that. That in it. When we did you, all go to, you can't not like it because Walken's in it. You know, <laughs> I, I can't not like it because Michelle Pfeiffer's in a skin-tight cat suit. What the fuck is your problem with the Christopher Walken? <laughs> <laughs> hey, to each his own, man. To each his own. <laughs> I yeah, still won't forgive her. I don't give, Yeah, I don't forgive her for Grease 2 yet. So, there you have it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I remember it better. Maybe that's the thing. They were so good at the time, in their time, that they mm-hmm. work. You know, it's like, I remember having fun at the first Mission Impossible, but we were also drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah, mean, that we were, like, obnoxious. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't remember anything about watching it except pissing off the vicinity of chairs around us. Yeah, so, I remember yeah, Vidopia and I screaming at each other for like an hour. Red light! Green light! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. but the first Batman, though, <laughs> was your movie. <laughs> I mean, how many times did you watch it that summer? Oh, fuck. A, a, a fuck ton, because I was working at a movie theater. As I say. I got free passes, and so I'd yeah. always oh. be like, where's Batman playing? Okay, I'm going to go go watch it you, there then. You were unhealthily obsessed with it that summer. Like, yeah. to the point where you almost needed an intervention. Like, I still remember, and I think I've talked about this on our previous Batman shows, but, like, I think I went over to your house one afternoon because we were going to go do something, and I get up to your front door to knock, but before, <laughs> right as I knock, I hear the swelling of the Danny Elfman score cranked to, like, 12. <laughs> I mean, it's the loudest I've ever heard anything. And you open the door right when it goes, Wah! <laughs> And I'm like, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. Hmm? yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, was it good. was it Nicholson's Joker really? That was that what what sold it, or was it just the no, whole thing? It was the it was the the Tim Burton take on darkness. It was the set design. It was the it was okay. the whole that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was the fact that we now have an actor playing uh you know an action role tough guy. I think I think like Stallone a com- a comedic said actor. that. Yeah. yeah, but Stallone said up until that point, you know, you had to be like a muscly guy to get action movie parts, and suddenly these these skinny, you know, actors who can act were doing action movies, and he was like, "Well, we're done," <laughs> and he was right. Yeah, it was all downhill from there, <laughs> and then they started yeah. well, casting Nick Cage. All bets were off. <laughs> so Nick Cage is Superman. There's oh, footage, folks. No. It's bad. So, so let me inter- <laughs> let me interject this as just a quick question. Uh, do you remember the first blockbuster movie you ever saw in the theater? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I remember. I remember going to downtown Kansas City 
on opening day to see The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. Okay. And okay. it was sold out, and we bought tickets for day two, went home, went back on day two. <laughs> and, yeah, it was one of yeah. those big, you know, single-screen theaters. We were in the front row, and yeah. I got the vertigo from the Snowspeeders. was bitching. You know, I had the same experience. And from the concession counter, I bought uh, – I can't remember what candy it was. It was like the – Sweet tarts or something, but it came in a little Darth Vader head, and you twist the base <laughs> to get the hole, and it was like Pez. That I I I had it forever and a day, and it finally just fell apart because the plastic was so cheap. <laughs> so yeah, okay. That wasn't I, the first, but that's the best. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, Eric. I I did. I I remember uh, us going to see Star Wars in 1977, and okay. uh, I remember like being. It, we were we were about to go to the theater, and I remember thinking, "I hope I like this," because they had taken me to see Rocky, and I was like, "This is so boring. This is so boring. I hate sports. I'm always going to hate sports," and I did. And uh, yeah, and and yeah, and so I was like, "I hope this is good," because I don't know that I like movies. And I remember going and just being like, "Ah." Ah, I need to I need to jump into the screen. I need to exist here. This is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was all of us. Star I mean come on, it was Star Wars for all three of us, right? No. The mine was Wars. actually nope. uh, mine was actually the same year, but uh my family took me to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And oh, yeah, uh, me me too. I, yeah. Yeah. I was confused by much of it cuz it's a fairly uh adult flick for a six-year-old to be getting into <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i really remember being uh, horrified by the kid getting abducted uh and feeling feeling really alone and freaked out even though i'm sitting there with my fa family and they didn't even like <laughs> bother to console me uh and, and and then and then the the douglas your mom's like god i hope he gets abducted yeah wouldn't that be great <laughs> Well, I mean, it all paid off at the end when the Douglas Trumbull stuff with the big ship at Devil's Rock. So, yeah, it was pretty awe-inspiring. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched that recently. That would not be a good kids movie, not just because of the content, but because it's just very adult-themed. I don't, I don't even mm -hmm. get how... I, I, I was there, too. I, I saw it, too. And I was just, like, into all the lights and junk. But at the yeah. same time, afterwards, I was like, what happened? Yeah. Well, what? you're six years old. You're watching Richard Dreyfus loses ever love and mind on screen. You're like, I don't yeah. understand what's happening. <laughs> what? I'm feeling really weird right now. But you know, <laughs> ooh, flashy lights. I like it. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to, to see if we were all of, of and around the same age. It looks like we're around six ish. Yeah. When we, uh, yeah. When we all hit these. Okay. My my close encounter story was that you know I, I we'd get sent to go see my grandparents and my grandmother had this like electric organ that she played and I figured out how to play the do -do 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 thing on the organ and I probably just played that over and over like for an entire weekend and drove my grandparents straight up the fucking wall. <laughs> Brian is never allowed <laughs> to visit awful. ever again. Yeah. Now, that's, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I mean, you, you let a little kid play with an organ, at least I was playing something Whoa. recognizable. Whoa. Right? Oh, yeah. I, hey. I realized exactly what just happened there. <laughs> Phrasing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Because it sounded uh, like beating off. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't even think yeah. of it that way. Dude. Yeah. Totes. You've just, you've just added yeah. a whole new uh, dimension to this, Eric. That's amazing. <laughs> what were we thinking? Uh... Well, okay. I yeah, I had a bunch that dropped to mind. Uh, like I'll just honorable mentions like Jurassic Park. 
Uh, I still remember seeing that opening night and just mm-hmm. being floored when the T-Rex comes out. I don't care who you are. The movie itself just narratively is junk, but the the action set pieces just like still make Uh-oh. me like bug-eyed when I watch them peak, today. It's, peak Spielberg, yeah. right? Like Spielberg playing all of his tricks perfectly. The, so, the whole idea behind this show was basically my wife's, and we were watching the movies that made us, and we were watching the Jurassic Park one. And she right? said you should do a show on, uh, you know, actually good blockbusters because yeah. Jurassic Park is one of those ones where they said this is the next big thing you're going to be into, and they were right. Yeah, it changed a lot of mm. everything after it came out. So that's that's a good one. Uh, and then Inception, you mentioned that one earlier too, Eric. That was uh, one that I went into and just like my brain melted. Yeah, because I that's- was just I just I was not prepared for any of it. Christopher Nolan basically created his own genre of films. And I'm sure that in Hollywood, there are people at like Warner Brothers who, you know, willingly give him money to make movies, but at the same time hate yeah. him because he makes things that are too <laughs> difficult for anyone else to make. Yeah. yeah. And you can't market them. I mean, it's how do you do that? So, yeah. I got sucked in by the, the trailer and then, uh, and then went and loved it. But the, my pick is to this day still when I think blockbuster and I think blockbuster that just kicked my ass into the back of the theater and did so every time I watched it uh, is Aliens from nineteen eighty. That was definitely mm. on my list. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I hadn't ever seen Alien, I think, up to that point, but I knew of it. I knew about it. Same. Seen clips. Same. But I went to this one and it just from start to finish was just a roller coaster ride and a half and I came out and my face had just melted. I was like, I want to do this again up. right now. <laughs> you can watch Aliens right now and have a great time. Oh, like, it's amazing. It is a classic. It's, it's fucking James, great. It's so yeah. funny that like people now watch that movie and go, boy, the effects though are so hokey. It's like, the effects yeah. are fucking amazing because there's not a single computer making any of it. Yeah, no I mean, shit. it's right. like some of the best rear projection work ever. The only problem is when you watch it in HD, it wasn't lit to be seen on HD, so you can tell it's rear projection. But yeah, yeah at the time, I mean, it, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like watching the original Star Wars, and you see the, you know, the way ILM did the, the pictures sure. to get the shit to move. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's gonna happen. But just from a, a, just a script standpoint, I mean, it starts and it does not let up at all. And you care about the characters. They give them arcs. There's tension. There's stakes. I mean, it's just the whole thing from start to finish is just classic filmmaking. And it just it's hard to beat. Hard to beat. The, the thing that, that I don't think I've seen any other movie do correctly that Aliens does is when the ticking clock starts, you now have 15 minutes to get to minimum safe distance. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally 15 minutes. <laughs> it is exactly minutes. 15 yeah. minutes yeah. from that point to the when the thing blows it's, up. And, and, and it's just, wow. and it ratches it up. I mean, it's just, Cameron knows exactly what he's doing. But the thing that I love most about Aliens is that, so it made in 1986, uh, that was when you did not have female action heroes. At all, right. I mean, is like you maybe in like the the second tier B movies and stuff from like Hong Kong or whatever. But for a flat out, I mean, there's Hollywood, hard ticket to Hawaii, right? You know, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but this one, I'm like Ripley, sort of came out just and just went for it, and suddenly like that's 
that's action hero, but it's yeah. Sigourney Weaver. And it was just like, it's hard to explain to people how different that was at the time, mm-hmm. like how just unusual yeah. and groundbreaking that kind of thing was. So and, it's like, and how it takes advantage of it because the, you know, the cultural perception of the character is that she's weaker and she's in more peril. Yeah. Right. You Thing know, is, and, though, I never thought like I always thought she was a woman that you just don't fuck with because mm-hmm. you know she's seen so much, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, you know she ends up not being an action hero because you came to see an action movie, but because she's the only character capable of making this shit work, you know. Yeah, and yeah, that's what def- I really liked is that like yeah. she she ends up saving Newt and everybody and blowing the place up because everyone else isn't isn't as tough as she is it's not that she jumps around and like punches people better she's just smarter yeah well once you have alien in your back pocket and then watch this it definitely enhances her character arc yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, because really she was she was great as a female i mean she was kind of a final girl but she was also the, the strong female lead in alien yeah, but in Alien, it's definitely like Final Girl stuff. But then by the time you get to Aliens, it definitely, like Eric's saying, it's the fuck around and find out kind of woman. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not taking any shit. And then you get to that, mm-hmm. that end scene where she comes out in the, the cargo suit thing. And, get away from her, you bitch. And then like <laughs> all hell breaks loose. I mean, I had like the hair stood up on my arms the first time I saw that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like the whole me. theater just explodes when that happens, yeah. right? When, <laughs> when, when Bishop yeah. gets like knifed in the back by the, the alien tail there's this great moment of oh wait fuck it's not over you know i love yeah. any movie mm-hmm. that can do that like uh casino mm-hmm. royale had that too where you like you yeah. think the movie's over it's not over nope. you know and and there's f- one more punch you didn't see coming yeah well my f- my favorite story about watching aliens the first time it was a fairly packed theater afternoon showing uh they get away the planet explodes and then they're doing all of the shit. I literally like in the corner of my eye saw a couple of people get up and start and like leave. Cause they're like, okay, movie's over. So they missed Bishop getting ripped in half. They missed the final fight. <laughs> oh. All of it. I'm like, you assholes. But <laughs> we, we didn't, assholes. we didn't have to sit in the traffic. We beat the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. so yeah. So aliens still one of my all time favorites. I've watched it just dozens and dozens of times by now and it never gets yeah. out so i need i need to go back to that one i haven't seen it in a few years and yeah. and yeah i'm i'm i could do that any day do it do did it did you know side thing um i i can never remember the name i'm sure you know it the name of the director of district 9 and elysium blomkamp yeah blomkamp yeah. yeah he was going to make a, an aliens sequel Two yep. aliens, two. It's basically he was going to circumvent everything that happened after two, where yep. where Ripley and and uh, um, Newt and all of them get back to Earth. Yeah, some of the concept artists who worked with me at Factor Five worked on that. Um, yeah. So yeah, and they still work with Blomkamp on other stuff. Um, Would have been interesting. It. Uh, at the time, I was kind of annoyed because it was one of those weird, you know, continuity just you know schisms but at this point we've been doing that stuff so much i'm i'm sort of okay with it it's like that's fine yeah. go ahead yeah yeah what i think mean, funny I... is that it it didn't happen because um uh ridley scott was basically like well let me put out my movie first and then you do yours unfortunately his movie was prometheus and it sucked ass and he <laughs> yeah. i think he knew that if you know this other movie that 
had the characters everyone liked doing all the things the people liked from aliens he'd be like well that's mm-hmm. going to be like admitting defeat so i got to shut this shit down and make another prometheus yeah that's what people are really I, beating down the door to to learn more about i honestly i don't need another alien movie ever in my life yeah. so i don't need one after aliens <laughs> aliens was perfect and it's yeah. easily the best they could easily. just stop there yeah well, what are you uh, bringing to the table today, Brian? Okay, so I've struggled with this a little bit because there's a lot that um, that are just great blockbusters, and but maybe I wasn't hyped about them going in, so I didn't feel like that was responsive to the prompt. There are others that worked for me in the moment that didn't hold up. So honorable mention in that category goes to The Dark Knight, which I was hyped for, loved mm-hmm. it right after I mm-hmm. saw it, but it has really faded for me because yeah. it just doesn't hold up. <laughs> like it gets, it's like once it you gets, watch it rationally, you go, wait a minute, let me get this straight. And you do that like eight or nine yeah. times. Yeah. Well, None I even of walked, this works. I even like walked out of it from the theater and I was, it stuck in my craw and I couldn't let it go. And it was in the get to that dinner party scene when the Joker crashes and then like throws Rachel out the window and then Batman like runs out after. And then they like cut to something else entirely and they don't ever address any of the follow up from the party. And I'm like, so he just, so the Joker just let everybody go. I don't understand what happened. (laughs) It was so irritated. So anyway, continue. I, I can't pick, I'm down to two and one's from back in the day and one's more recent. Mm hmm. Um, I'm going to start with the more recent one because I think we're going to breeze through it real fast. <laughs> okay. But I have not had the holy shit, this is the summer blockbuster experience in a long time until I saw Avengers, the first one, on opening weekend. Yeah, and fair enough. I, yeah, I, that, was, that was a hype storm and a half. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, was one where I, was, I went in cynically going, yeah, okay, whatever, and just had my socks blown off. I agree completely. Yeah, and you know what? It still works. I can watch that movie and enjoy the hell out of it today. Soundtrack. That score is phenomenal. That score it's will also get the you pacing. to beat the shit out of somebody. It will. <laughs> yeah. well, well, plus it I was think... sort of, it was sort of the mini uh, test for like here we have all these characters, so now we're gonna slap them all together. So you yeah. could, you kind of get the you gotta got the feeling that they were just going for broke because they just didn't know if they were gonna make it. A success it, after this but if they were just going for broke it wouldn't it wouldn't work whedon wrote a very well structured script like every character gets their face off with loki and there's different results he's the combinations of characters are good the introductions of characters are good he just i mean the structure all of, of those things is perfect. got all those marvel a joke every six minutes rules in there so that nobody has yeah. to feel too self-conscious about being in a superhero movie. Yeah. Basically, the, the Avengers movie exists to make all of the DC executives go, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> sink back in their chair and watch all that money fly out the door. Yeah. That's a little else. Yeah. And I haven't had that that blockbuster feeling since. Not, not at The Force Awakens. None of it. Like, the Avengers has been the closest I've been to that Star Wars high the, since the, it happened. The closest I've been lately was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, uh, that was pretty hip. But So so that was, was that a, probably the was last that techni- time. I guess that was a blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That made shit ton yeah. of money. So. But the one from back in the day that I want to give a shout out to uh, that also holds up, and I was 
pumped up for is Total Recall. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. That Total is that Recall does not <laughs> hold up at all. It does really? Not hold up at all. Oh. Yeah. Wow, I really wow, really? Like okay. like I would do I would do Starship Troopers. Consider the boss. No, I mean we had seen Robocop the year before, and then they were we had seen Running Man and Schwarzenegger was was on his upswing, and this was like the moment where Verhoeven and Schwarzenegger were both firing on all cylinders. They make total recall, the effects are great. The script is a mindfuck. Um, it it was it, it exceeded expectations for me. I came out of Total Recall going yes. I I mean mm-hmm. I I saw it and I was jazzed, but over time it is just not fun anymore. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. The the movie just looks grungy and it makes me feel gross when I watch yeah. it now. <laughs> I don't really know how else to explain it. I mean I do remember having an argument with Eric coming out of it where. You know, we were all jazzed, like, that was so much fun, like, blowing people away. And Eric was really pissed off because all of these people were dying so violently as, like, just collateral damage. And we were like, (laughs) just shut up, man. Just shut up. No, my problem with with Paul Verhoeven usually is, or at least was back then, now I've lightened up. But it's like, I don't mind if you're going to kill somebody in a movie. I don't mind if you kill somebody, like, horribly. But if you kill somebody who doesn't have it coming and you're supposed to laugh at it, I'm like, I really have a problem with that. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it's kind of like saying, you know, like, mm, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of like someone who was a victim in a horrible way and then turning it into a Benny Hill sketch. You know, it, it, it there isn't really a great comparison. Yeah. It's just, well, it's just yeah, it, gross. It walks, walks a weird line, but, uh, have you watched it recently, though, Brian? Uh, it's been, uh, it's probably been, like, I don't know, somewhere between five and ten years since I've seen it. Okay. I watched it, used... it with my son at one point. Yeah, because it used to play on cable all the time, so I wouldn't catch it, and it just, I'm like, I don't remember it looking this cheap. It's just, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing, because I remember when, like, when it came out, mm. it seemed like it was cutting edge, and it was really cool. Yeah. It won but an Oscar you... for special effects. Yeah, but then you watch it now, and it's like, oh, so this is what people think about Harry Harryhausen now, 50 years later. I mean, it's that yeah. kind of thing. God. It's like, just that stop motion. Stop motion of him taking the, 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 the mask off, the fat lady mm-hmm. mask, is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember in the theater going, oh, oh, that was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's got element. You got Michael Ironside as the bad guy, which you can't really ever go wrong when you do that casting. But I mean, it just, I was uh, interested in the world building. I thought all of that was fun, and I think a lot of that is why I like The Expanse because that's where you know they really go to town with that. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I didn't. I didn't find a whole lot to like. In- well, but mm. if you watch the remake with Colin Farrell. Then you realize Ugh. that Verhoeven actually knows what he's doing because the, the remake <laughs> is just that's like Why did just you so watch much. It? Ah, I was you bored. You couldn't tell you shouldn't watch it. I was. <laughs> I I think I I put it off for a couple of years, but that was like when Colin Farrell was doing all these weird remakes for whatever reason. Like he did that Fright Night. I mean, it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but from the director of Underworld, I mean, it's just oh, it was so terrible. <laughs> so that that puts. Verhoeven's in a, a bigger light and I'm not saying Verhoeven's movie is a piece of shit because it's still a good action flick but I just I can't watch it anymore I just can't explain why all right so I'll I'll just 
throw my honorable mentions out because these are four blockbusters that I I contend you could watch anytime and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Yes. Okay. Either of the first two Spider-Man movies from Sam Raimi, mm. The Matrix, mm-hmm. and Back to the Future. The okay. first one. Uh, okay. That's I, uh, it. I think I it's an interesting in- uh, uh, topic. I, I don't agree with all of those, but I, I, like, I like your moxie. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, the, here's the honorable mention I had left off my list, but since Brian's throwing them out there, uh, I do also want to say Blade from 1998, because... Without that movie, we wouldn't have any of these discussions about any of these other Marvel flicks. That's true. He's a Marvel. So, He's a Marvel character. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it set the... T- I mean, it's like post-Batman uh, Burton when Schumacher started fucking him up. But there was still no Superman. There was... Before X-Men came out. I mean, Blade pretty much set the template for all of the, the structure and such moving forward that's my personal opinion i'll die in that hill and it's still a fun movie so there <laughs> all right <laughs> I, uh, I i okay i i want to give a a um i guess a runner-up a whatever we're doing a the consolation pro- whatever whatever if it hadn't been batman it would have been deadpool i think deadpool is one of the smartest funniest movies yes. i've seen in a long ass time superhero movie or not and it was doubly surprising that ryan reynolds had anything to do with it much less you know just about <laughs> well, the everything that, to do with it the fact that yeah. they let him do it after the x-men origins wolverine thing it's like it was like his do-over his deadpool do-over and they, that, they let him do it but well, that I think was somebody an example of turning the internet against the movie studio right <laughs> yeah. like they literally just went out and shot of that first scene and then dumped it on the internet and there was a fan <laughs> campaign to get the movie yeah. made and it worked yeah 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 and and yeah and and i think ryan he also wanted basically to get the word out that hey that thing wasn't my fault you know <laughs> yeah really i didn't totally choose to his have fault. his mouth sewn shut for christ's oh, sake no that yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god and and deadpool 2 is right there with i i think of them as as a piece they're equally good i think mm. okay um okay i'm i'm sad there won't be a three now that the mouse owns it well you know <laughs> oh there never. will be a three it's, <laughs> you never know Cha-ching. it's coming Cha-ching. it's coming yeah uh <laughs> well, surprisingly, uh, most of these are action flicks, sci-fi, uh, violent. We said blockbuster, yeah. yeah. So, which is pretty much what you get. It is. So. It is a a genre, yeah. and it's all popcorn flicks, as they say. Truth, truth, truth. They say. <laughs> Do they? So yeah, <laughs> movies. We talk about them. We talk about them every week. Yeah, we have. And opinion. you can hear we talk that the shit out of them. That's right. <laughs> and we ultimately crap all over them. Just that's mm-hmm. like what we say. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can hear us do that if you subscribe to the podcast. Uh so hit that subscribe button, smash it, as Eric would smash say. It. Smash yeah. it. Smash it. Smash it. Smash the shit out of it. Use your kegels. <laughs> <laughs> Rate us on the podcast app. Share us on your social feeds. Check out our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. We got all our old episodes there as well. And links to contact us on Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. It's a podcast. You know what to do. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Mazel tov. It's a podcast. You know what to do. <laughs> you morons. You, you, you listen to it. You, you don't have blood to pay sucking any money. Subscribe <laughs> to the fucking thing. Tell a friend. Yeah. <laughs>